On his enormously popular blog, Wait But Why, Tim Urban writes about some pretty heavy topics. He's covered North Korea, the state of American politics and culture, and Elon Musk's rise to fame, to name just a few. So you might be surprised when you click onto the blog for the first time and see it's overrun with stick figure drawings. Whether it's a graph demonstrating just how few weeks make up a human life, or characters representing our inner demons, Tim is constantly seeking novel ways to get his point across. So how does Tim decide when to illustrate versus when to let his words do the talking? And what are the most common cases where words alone don't quite cut it? My name is Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organisational psychologist and the founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Tim about how he knows when something he's trying to communicate really needs a picture. There's there's certain times for both, right? There's obviously writing needs to take the meat of the stuff for me, at least. Um, and there's something that writing can do that visuals can't, right? Like writing, um, you can, there's just a, 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 you know, language has, um, has a lot of um, ability to get certain things across that, that, uh, that you can't do in a visual. But if there's certain times when like nothing is like a good visual. Like, um, so for example, with this, how much time you have in your life, I could describe it. I could say, here are the number of weeks you have, here are the number of months you have, but big numbers were not very, you know, in writing big numbers don't really have as much impact if you can, you know, so like I can say you have 4,500 weeks in the life. Okay. That kind of sounds like an endless number. Not, not endless, but that's like 4,500. Okay. Whatever. You know, if I, it doesn't sound that different than if I had said 45,000, it's just kind of like some big number. Right. But if I suddenly illustrate it and boom, you're looking at them all there, they are. That's it. And, and especially I'll test it out. Sometimes I'll, I would do something like that and look and say, eh, that looks like, that looks like what the number sounds like. So what's the point of putting the visual in there? The wording is going to get the same, is going to have the same effect. But when I, when I've made that particular one, I looked at it. And I said, wow, that is so much smaller than the number sound. So that's a perfect time to do it, right? So I think sometimes there can be something that's funny. Um, a, like, uh, a comic can, can be funnier than wording a lot of the time. Uh, sometimes it can be more sticky and more memorable. So like I can talk about the instant gratification monkey and the panic monster and the rational decision maker all I want, right? But if it's just these long words, these terms... Versus a visual, boom, it can stick. It can, so so a, a visual can help it be, can help something come through that, the, that, the, that it's not going through in writing. It can help make things clearer and it can help it be more memorable. So for me, I'm always, there's no formula. As, as I'm writing, I'm always thinking about, um, you know, I don't want to do a visual just for the sake of doing it. Would, would a visual help here? Would a visual help a lot here? Would it make things better? Can this whole paragraph, this whole section just be as one good visual can be better? I've also made mistakes before I've done a visual that is kind of convoluted or doesn't accomplish that much. And I often, and I will later um, come back and just look at it and think like, this didn't pop. Like, actually, I, I, I should have just described this concept. 
I tried to get too cute here with like a visual that has like four dimensions and like has all this stuff. And I'm looking and I'm like, this just didn't work. And so I'm, it's, 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 I'm always trying to get better at that. And like, you know, yeah. If you enjoyed this excerpt of my chat with Tim, you might want to go and listen to the whole interview, which you can find a link to in the show notes. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. That's howiwork.co. Thank you for sharing part of your day with me by listening to How I Work. If you're keen for more tips on how to work better, connect with me via LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm very easy to find. Just search for Amantha Imba. How I Work was recorded on the traditional land of the Wurundjeri people, part of the Kulin Nation. I am so grateful for being able to work and live on this beautiful land, and I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba who did the audio mix and makes everything sound better than it would have otherwise.